you are visiting, if it's your first time, then you're joining us in the middle of a series entitled, That Thing We Do. Because we're talking about worship, and uh, for many of us, you know, that, that, that what we've just done, that time we spent singing, in our minds, maybe we think, you know, that's just that thing we do at church. Because let's be honest, I was thinking about it this week, it's not something that we do very often in our normal lives, is it? I mean, maybe if you're at a sports event, you know, and everyone has stands to sing the national anthem, then, then you'll stand and you'll sing out loud. But normally, as adults, we don't stand in a group together just singing, do we? Unless you're Irish here this morning and, and you're in Irish bars a lot, they, they tend to sing a lot. But, um, but other than that, there's not many opportunities where we stand together as a group of adults and sing. And maybe you grew up in church and you are used to this, but we've got a lot of families and a lot of wonderful people who are new to connect, who maybe they didn't grow up in church, maybe this is new to them, maybe you're here and you're one of those people this morning. Maybe you did grow up in church, but things looked a lot different. It was an organ, and a lady who was maybe very, very old who was playing the organ, you know, and you've arrived and there's guitars and drums, and you're like, what is up with that? And this is all new to you. And I've got to tell you, you do a fantastic job, because if it is new to you, you hide it very well. You stand there smiling, you know, you've got that great face, you're like, what is going on? They're all singing, that guy's raising his hands, what is this? You know, you're, you're doing really well, but we want to spend a month really kind of unpacking it and explaining why we do that thing we do. Because there are many of us here this morning, these men and women on the stage and many others out there in the audience this morning, who for us, that singing is more than just singing. It's something that's um, very important to us, and there's actually a, a, a meaning behind it, why we do it. And we're going to talk about that this morning. We've been talking a little bit about worship over the last few weeks, but this morning I'm thrilled that you're going to get to hear from, from four people who are incredibly passionate about worship. And I'll tell you why I'm glad that they're going to be joining me to speak this morning. Because sometimes when you're new to something, when you don't understand something, Having someone explain it can sometimes feel like, man, I'm still not really sure that I'm getting this. But when you hear their passion and excitement, it'll, it'll invigorate you and it'll, it'll, it'll um, challenge you more on this whole idea. And I'll give you an example. My sons, uh, Ben and Will, they are just so over the moon this weekend because of March Madness. They've got their brackets filled out. Will, on day one, had 26 out of 32 correct. I'm thinking of taking the guy to Vegas. To me, that seems pretty good odds to have done that well on day one. And they're watching the games. They're like, Dad, did you hear about this? And I'm like, no, tell me. Don't know what you're talking about, but tell me anyway. I've never even heard of that place, let alone that university. But they're like, it's super excited, and they're telling me about this three-pointer and this buzzer beater, and I don't know what they're talking about. But they're, they're into it. So even though I don't fully understand basketball and March Madness, and that's why we've got Josh here, because he does a great job at explaining basketball, um, even though I don't fully understand all of it, when they tell me, I get excited about it because I capture their excitement. So this morning, I've asked these four, and I'm going to introduce you to them in seconds, to join me on the stage and help me explain worship more. Because even if this is new to you, I think you're going to hear their heart, you're going to hear their passion, their excitement for worship, and I think it's going to help communicate this message even better. So I'm going to come and sit on the, the white stool in the middle. We were short stools, so I ended up with a white one. But um, <laughs> I'll be having some fun with this. <laughs> so what I want you to do, guys, first, okay, you may recognize these faces from a Sunday morning, but I'm going to have them introduce themselves and um, just share a, just a few minutes, just to start off with here, what worship means to you. So let's start down here. All right. Uh, my name's Nick, and 
I wrote this all down last night uh, and then forgot to plug my phone in, so I hope it doesn't die here. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of me going, um. So, yeah, you know, we met last night, actually, and we've been, we've been kind of communicating through the week what this means to us, and um, it's, a big, it's a big question for me. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty close to, you know, parallel to love for me. And I, I don't know, some of you guys might have seen the movie uh, Wedding Crashers. It was like a 10-year-old movie, not great movie, but, <laughs> but I watched it. And uh, in that movie, there's a scene where Owen Wilson's character defines love as uh, your soul's recognition of its counterpart in another. And, and in the movie, you just, you don't expect that answer from him. And, um, but for some reason, when we started talking about this, that really kind of hit home for me. I was like, why in the world is that scene coming to mind? But it did. Um, and I kind of believe worship is similar. You know, I believe it's your soul's response to the magnitude of his great love um, for you and for me. And I, I believe it's a reaction um, to the knowledge of the price that he paid for us. And, and to me, it's just, a, you know, how do you stand there and, and hear these songs that you're singing about just an amazing God and, and uh, you know the price that was paid for you and, and not respond, you know? To me, worship is just a response and a reaction to, uh, to his love. It's good. Love it. Good answer. Hi, everyone. I'm Caitlin. Um, I was kind of wrestling with what, I don't know, I guess kind of how Nick said, defining exactly what worship is to me. And I really came up with two reasons of why I worship personally. And um, I came up with that it's me offering thanks up to God and then also a way to declare God's will over my life. So um, Justin Flutter has explained before that his parents would sit him around the table and made him memorize Bible verses. And as he's going through different stages in his life, he's able to just speak those over his life, his children's life. And that's always encouraged me. But um, I wasn't raised as a Christian. I, my parents didn't teach me about God. I didn't memorize Bible verses growing up. And I remember becoming a Christian and kind of feeling like overwhelmed that I needed to say these really eloquent prayers to God, and I don't know, it was just kind of scary that I wasn't worthy of figuring out what I'm supposed to say, and one day it kind of hit me that worship is my prayer, and like as I sing those words with my heart, that is my prayer, and so um, kind of over the past, just an example of this, is over the past few months, I've been struggling with a fear, like in the middle of the night, I'll just wake up and have, I don't know, just fear overcomes my heart. And seriously, if a plane goes by at like two in the morning, I'm like, oh, ISIS is coming to get us. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but now it sounds silly, but at two in the morning, it's quite scary. So um, Justin and his wife, Kelly, introduced this song to us called No Longer Slaves. And the chorus is, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And just repeats that, I'm no longer a slave to fear, I'm a child of God. And that's just what I sing to myself now. And it, it calms me down right away because I'm thinking, you know, I'm not going to let fear overcome my heart and overcome me. I'm a child of God and I have to trust that he wants the best for me and that he's for me, not against me. So that's just one example of why I worship and how it overcomes me. So. That's awesome. Thank you. Brilliant answer. Um, <laughs> 
I want to introduce Justin here on the end real quick because you just see him kind of back here on the guitar, but he actually kind of heads up um, a lot of the worship environment here. He works with all of our musicians. He does a lot of the scheduling and uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. He, and, and actually, he is Caitlin's husband. So <laughs> Justin and Caitlin, her husband and wife. And um, <laughs> he, uh, he does a fantastic job of helping out here. So I wanted him to be... I know you're used to seeing these guys, you know, up front singing, but Justin here has a real passion for worship and a real involvement here at Connect. So I wanted him to be a part of this panel as well. So. Yeah, worship for me, um, a lot of times throughout the week and during the week, I get my priorities messed up. And I, I don't always focus on God all the time. And I'm, you know, worried about work or worried about school or what's going to happen the next day. And a lot of times I, I don't just settle down, relax, and thank God and, and be thankful for what he's done for me. So these times that we get to come here on a Sunday morning and we get to sit down or even, you know, during the week if I'm listening, you know, to worship music or something like that, that's my time that I can kind of sit and relax and just you know, multiple things, tell God how much I love him, tell, you know, thank him for everything that he's done for me. Um, it's just something that kind of slows down. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, during the week, that's something that I'm not focusing on and that I should be focusing on. But this is kind of the time when I get to sit and actually think about that. And, and it reminds me of that, you know, that thing. Cool. And if you don't know this guy, this is Justin. He comes every now and again and uh, <laughs> sings for us. Tell us your uh, Well, it, they gave me the mic last because they knew I'd I want to talk too much, but um, <laughs> I could go for hours about just what worship and really, you know, the lip service and the life service. And um, for, for me, it's permeate, permeated every part of my Christian walk and my walk after following after God. And uh, there's a really cool quote that C.S. Lewis, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. He, actually, he was a good friend of Tolkien, too, of Lord of the Rings, but I wanted to throw it up there because it, it really kind of, he quotes this uh, Scotch Catechism, and it says this, uh, the Scotch Catechism says that man's chief end, so check this out, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, all right? And we kind of talked about that, but, you know, Nick did as far as loving God and, and enjoying what he's done in our lives. And then C.S. Lewis goes on to say, but we shall then know that these are the same thing. And I think this is really cool. Fully to enjoy is to glorify. And really when we come together, we're just enjoying who God is and what he's done, done in our lives. And realizing that he loves us and he's forgiven us of our, of our junk, of our sins. And that he's here to give us victory and peace through our lives so that we can be with him forever. And that's something that we talk a lot about uh, as we, you know, sing, as we come together. But it's just something that I wanted to bring home. It's, it's really just to glorify him and enjoy him. And when you do that, you're kind of doing everything together, okay? And in commanding us to glorify him, God is inviting us to enjoy him. And that's why as you come in, you know, this, we just celebrate that and we enjoy God and we connect to God. So that's one thing I wanted to share. And then there's this other cool quote, and this isn't a quote from the, the Bible, but it's a quote from a great a rocker, uh, one of my favorites, Bono. <laughs> but Bono said this, and I thought it was really cool when I saw this quote. He says, when you align yourself with God's scriptures, when you align yourself with God's purpose, excuse me, as described in the scriptures, something special happens in your life. 
You know, and that, that to me is what worship is. It's a response and it's expression, not just on a Sunday, but every day of, God, I need you. I need you, and that's why I come, and that's why we sing, and that's why we live a life of lip service and a life of service to you. So that's just uh, some, something else. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, if you read through the scriptures, um, it, it's all through. It's all through. I wanted to just throw up a couple other scriptures. Sorry, I got, like I said, I get excited here about this. <laughs> But if you could go to the next slide, it really comes down to this, and we've talked about this as a team, and what we really want Connect uh, to be about is we connect with God in worship. Oops, if you go to the next one there. Go back one. Go back one. Yeah. It's to glorify God and enjoy Him through His response and expression. And that's what really we wanted to really, um, you know, talk about today and just really think about. So that was, uh, that's where my heart's coming from. And I didn't cry <laughs> so far. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Justin, because we're about to jump to some verses here that I know you're going to share, and I know you guys are going to chime in as well. But um, we've talked a lot about this, you know, obviously, um, since Connect's been going now for the last 18 months, I put a lot of um, responsibility on the weight of these guys' shoulders, you know, because um, it's more than just... Um, the, the speaking that you hear on a Sunday morning is more than just the kids' program. The, the worship that takes place, the singing on a Sunday morning is a big part of our service. And for all of us sat up here on the stage, to a certain extent, we've grown up very used to this. In fact, some of these guys come from generations of families where they grew up with their parents playing worship music, singing worship music, taking them to church. So a lot of this, we've kind of, we're used to this. So things like clapping, um, singing, the, the type of instruments we play, even the raising hands. You know, sometimes you'll see some people uh, raise their hands. I saw Kate this morning during one of the songs. She's just got like both hands up in the air, you know. And we're kind of used to that. And we forget sometimes that maybe there are others that aren't used to that. So could you guys spend a couple of minutes explaining some of those expressions to us, the idea of the, the singing, the clapping the hands, that kind of thing, to show that it's not just, you know, that thing we do. There's actually purpose behind it. Who wants to go first? Yeah, well, um, as for, like, instruments and the things we use and stuff like that, um, like Dave said kind of earlier, it, it's odd if there's just a bunch of people standing, singing, just all together without any, anything, just a cappella. Um, so we use these instruments, you know, guitars and drums and keyboards and pianos and whatever, and even things like the lighting that you see and, you know, the, the stage and the set design and the things that are on the screen, um, just to kind of support that that idea of worship and that thing that we do. Um, so to make it, you know, more engaging and something that we can kind of um, get behind. In the scriptures, it says, it talks all through about different instruments and things that you use. And in the Psalms, before every Psalm, it says, you know, this Psalm was, was written and is to be prepared with, you know, strings and to play to drums and all that kind of thing. So um, that's important to us is to kind of help that, help use those things to help worship, you know, not just our voice, not just the words, but use those things as well. Cool. A couple, a couple things that I know we've got some questions actually from different people is, well, why do you come in and there's all this music going on and, and why, why do we sing a bunch of faster songs or, and, and, um, and one thing is, is that is the Psalms is huge about songs, and there's one scripture verse that I wanted to throw up, and it's um, enter his gates with thanksgiving. And in a sense, you know, as we come into this place, you know, we want to celebrate and say, hey, we're thankful for once again the relationship that we have and the connection and the journey that we're going on with God and what he's doing 
you know, doing in our lives. And the other thing is in, and I, and I know I, I ask of the congregation in the sense of the people to do this a lot, but to clap. You know, and, and why do you clap? Because I know in, there's different, um, you know, different people that have not had that kind of experience as they come in. And, and one thing is, is that, first of all, just as there's a kind of a beat going, it's fairly natural just to kind of clap. But guess what? It talks about clapping in the Psalms and, and in the Scriptures. So it's something that we do in... And uh, though there's a scripture verse in um, Psalm, let's see, if you could put it up there, Psalm 67, excuse me, 47.1, it says, clap your hands, all you nations. It didn't just say some, it said all. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God. So, you know, we do, we do celebrate and we do get excited for what, once again, what he's done, done in our lives. How awesome, how awesome is the Lord Most High. Uh, and then it also talks about, you know, let the rivers, so let the rivers clap their hands. So this whole thing of just celebrating, you know, what he's done, and we, we want that music uh, to enable that and to allow for that. So one thing we've talked about, you know, as a, as a team is if we could, we can't logistically, but if we could, maybe someday we'll figure it out. But we would love for not even to be up here. Almost a you come in and we could be in the back or something, and just play the music, and then you just sing to God. Because sometimes our fear is, our fear is that this stage will become this, like, concert thing, you know? And we, we don't want that. We want to people to enter his gates with thanksgiving, to clap their hands because of who he is, not just because there's people on a stage. We talk about it a lot. We say, you know, we want this platform to be a platform for his presence, not a, a stage for a concert. And so that, that's kind of our hearts, and as we come, and why you see us clapping and encouraging you is because we want to get, you know, we, we want to encourage people to go vertical, so to speak, and to really uh, see who God is and understand. And so we talk a lot about that, and hopefully you don't get too tired of it, but. Nick? All right. Back, back to me. To still? It's yeah. I've got battery, but <laughs> I I did something and I I made the text smaller, so that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was thinking, I don't know how you do this. We can't do that. <laughs> I I am not a public speaker, but then I was like, well, he's got these lights, so he really can't even see your faces. <laughs> but so if you that... gave me a guitar, believe me, we'd know that you're in the right spot. There you I'm go. In the right spot. Oh man. Well, you know, um, one of the things that. Like Dave said, you, you sometimes see us up here and we raise our hands. And, um, you know, again, I think that's a, a response to, you know, and it, it almost goes back to what I said before, you know, worship is a response. So um, in the Psalms, actually Psalm 63, 4, it says, so I'll bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift my hands. Um, you know, it says it in the Bible. You know, it's not like, you know... It, and I'll say this, I've been to a lot of worship gatherings where you, you almost feel like, you know, the worship team or whatever, they're, they're prompting you to, to be a certain way during your worship. And please know that that is never our intention up here um, at all. So, you know, to me, worship and lifting your hands, um, it's simply just a physical reaction to to the realization or like a knowledge of, of how great God is. Um, you know, the knowledge of, of how good he is, uh, the blessings in your life, his protection on your life and your family. Um, 
you know, so, so to me, a lot of times when, when we talk about raising your hands, there's two things. It's, it's, it's a reaction to two things. It's a reaction to, to that, the, the good things that, that you know about God, the goodness, his protection, the blessings in his life. But then it's also a reaction of, of, of man, God, I need you. I need you this morning. Pour out into my life. And, uh, you know, there's, a, there's another verse in Psalms 143.6, and it says, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. And so, again, to me, you know, when we talk about raising our hands during worship, it's, it's not just a cut and dry thing. It's not just black and white, you know. It's, it's a, a mixture of things, you know. You're raising your hands because, God, I love you. God, you've done this for me. I praise you. And it's also you're raising your hands, God, I need more of you. I need you, you know, it, 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 I was thinking about this to you, you know, I've got three children, and, um, and I love them all the same, equally, I tell them that all the that's time. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's important, I think, that I think that's important, <laughs> you know, as a parent, to love them all the same. Yeah. But, um, you know, the one thing that, you know, well, I guess not the one thing, there's a lot of things that you didn't have to teach them that they do that are really annoying, but... <laughs> You know, one thing you, as a baby, you don't have to teach them to raise their hands for you. It, it's an inherent thing. It comes naturally to them that when they want their father or their mother, they raise their hands, you know. And, and it's the same in worship. It, it should be a natural thing when you feel the presence of God, when you, when, you, uh, when you know the good things and the greatness of God and his love for you, why would you not reach up for him? Um, you know, this is, I, sometimes I cry like Justin, but, and this might make me, but, you know, there's a lot of you out there that um, I know and I know well and I care about, and there's a lot I don't, but even the ones I really care about, I don't think I could give any of my kids for you. Mm. And when you think about a God who loved us enough to give his only son for our sin, you think about the junk you walked in that door with this morning from the week. I know, you know, I, I know I sin daily, you know, but his mercies are new every single day. And when you think about that, to me, raising your hands in worship is a simple thing. It's a response and a reaction to God's love and greatness. Sorry, I got long-winded. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Did he leave anything for you to say, Caitlin? <laughs> I didn't even write half of that. <laughs> Boom. That's why the text went small. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. um, I guess. Oh, check. Oh, I guess. Um, I just raised my hands, kind of like Dave said. I was raising my hands earlier, but just going along with what Nick said, you do come in here with a lot of junk that's gone on in the week, and a lot of it for me is just surrendering that up to God. So. Like I talked about earlier, whether it's fear or it's like I just failed an exam or I'm just so happy that I passed an exam, whatever it is, it's like you're surrendering that up to him and you're saying, you are the most important thing. I'm not going to worry about this and I'm going to be so grateful for everything good you've done in my life. So that's kind of why I do it. Cool. All right, I'm going to throw a question out that we didn't discuss, Uh-oh. so be ready here. Um, so, because I, I've spoken to many of you, especially those of you who are new to Connect, and you've, you've told me, man, I don't know what it is, but I, I remember when I first came and the band was singing, you know, or maybe Caitlin was singing one of those songs, and I just felt this 
emotional response. You know, I've, I've spoken to some people who said, I don't know why, but I was crying during the music. And I understand that music can have a very emotive response, and we can all test that. You know, you watch a movie that's got like a real uh, kind of emotional part, and you turn the sound down, it changes it completely. <laughs> or watch a heart, like a scary movie, you know, and you turn the sound off, it's not scary, but when you turn it, it's like, <laughs> like it's the, the music, you know, it, so how is that, do you think that's different with worship music, or do you think that's the way God intended, you, you speak to that, how that music can sometimes affect us emotionally. I, I think it, I think it can do all sorts of things in that. You know, if you read throughout the scriptures, music is used in all sorts of different ways. It's used as, and, and if you read the Psalms, I love the Psalms. It's the biggest book in the Bible, and, and it's written mainly by King David who killed Goliath, but then there's also some other psalmists who write there. But sometimes, he, you know, David is mad. He is really mad. And I, I wonder, I've always wondered, what did the sound of the music be? You know, you know, because he was, he was really, he was upset at God for what he was going through. People were chasing him in his life, trying to kill him. And he's like, where are you, God? Where are you? You know, people are wanting to go after me. And that was a song. But then you go to the next, you go to the next verse or even the next chapter, and he says, but still, the Lord is my rock and my salvation. So I think, once again, music and why we, we use it is it does it, it'll, and it, it can kind of variety of all sorts of different emotions. And, but at the same time, it, it kind of moves us and directs us and uses a catalyst in a sense. So, I mean, I think it's, it plays all those different parts. And then there's the other part of sometimes that it's just good to be, you know, the scriptures say, be still and know. Is that when the music all comes down and when it fades away, and just, it's kind of like, okay, God, I, there's nothing else. There's no other things that, just you and me here talking. And so I think it's, it's all those above. And I want to just echo that to our, you know, guests here this morning. You know, that you may have been sat in a service and, and something happened like that. You know, there was a particular song or a particular moment. Or maybe when the band stopped playing, it was just that quiet, you know, sometimes silence can be even more powerful than the noise, can't it, when you're in that moment, and you felt something, and, and maybe you've thought, well, I'm, that was just the music, or that was, I, we, I would like to think that we all believe that, that God, through his Holy Spirit, is, is moving through this time of worship, and that experience that you're having, what you're feeling when those songs are, that is God in your life, letting you know how special you are, letting you know how amazing you are, connecting, you know, Justin's talked a lot about this, uh, connect church, worship is a, a you know, our our goal on a Sunday morning when we lead these songs is to help you connect with a heavenly father, a God who created all the universe but still wants to connect with you personally and individually on a weekly basis. So all week, but especially here during this time of worship. So let me do this, and we're gonna, this will be a kind of our closeout question, so I need your help here, guys. So what we'd like to do here at Connect on a regular basis when we're teaching is, is share maybe something from the scriptures, share how um, a situation took place, but, but not just stop there. Take it to the next level and say, well, how, how does that change my life? You know, that's great hearing about this guy called Moses, but how's that going to help me at work tomorrow morning? So I like to try whenever I'm speaking to, to bring something at the end that's a bit of a challenge that's going to leave you walking out of here this morning thinking, man, I've got a choice to make. I either um, pay attention to what was said this morning and, and make some changes or I just, you know, choose to ignore it. But I've been given a challenge. So as we come, we've got one more week next week, but as we come to come to the end of this series on worship, what are some challenges that you as our worship leaders, our musicians would like to, to throw out to our members here at Connect?
um, one thing that I've I've seen as just like a, a practical application as far as worship in my life is, um, I'm sure a lot of you uh, stream Pandora or Spotify at work, you know, in, in your office, and and uh, I would challenge you guys if you know, especially if you've you know you work closely with other people that don't necessarily know the Lord. Um, I know that was my you know my specific thing was um my office is directly next to another guy and we we kind of share a window back and forth and and uh we both stream music all day and we can both hear each other's music and um you know it was just it, it was kind of a an icebreaker you know he, he's like man who is that what is that song you know and it's like oh this is hillsong worship or whatever and and it just it was able you know to kind of start that line of communication about God and, and singing and, and uh, you know, and actually kind of about worship in my life. So um, that would be one thing I would challenge you guys is, you know, if, if, if you're listening to music at work and um, there's other people around you and um, you have the opportunity to, to be, you know, a witness, I mean, that's, that's awesome that, you know, worship can be a witness as well as just, you know, we're not just up here playing you know songs but it can be a, a a witness to other people so i would challenge you guys just to maybe you know hit the hit the stop button on uh whatever you're listening to now you know and and throw on something different throw on some hill song throw on some bethel and just uh let it play in your office and um yeah that'd be my that'd be my challenge all right i like it i think one challenge that i would say um whether you're you know, at a church service, singing on a Sunday morning, or whether it's just in uh, your office, your cubicle, listening to worship music, or anything like that, is in worship, like we've been saying all, all day, it's about connecting with God, and making some sort of step towards God is something that I would challenge you to do, and, and maybe, and that's going to be different for every single person. Um, one of those, uh, that one step towards God could be clapping. Um, it might be you've never clapped I challenge you to do that. It might be singing for one person. It might be raising their hands for somebody. It might simply be something like, while you're listening to that song, look up the lyrics and, and, and read those lyrics while you're listening to that song and, and really, you know, try to, try to see what that song actually means. Um, so making that step, no matter what, maybe it's just taking your hands out of your pockets or something. Um, but I think it's really important to, to make that step because God is always making steps towards us. Um, and, and all he wants us to do is, is take some sort of movement or some sort of step towards him. Um, and, and that was huge for my life when I started realizing that. Um, so, like I said, it can be different for every single person. But taking that step is important in your, in your you know, life. That's good. <laughs> well, here, here's kind of what I wanted to do um, just as a practical application. Uh, we sang that song today, I Believe in God the Father. And... What we wanted to do is we wanted to just put that up on the screen and kind of walk through it and just, you know, a lot of times we sing songs, and I, and I know we say this, but, you know, move them from our heads into our hearts. So what I wanted to do was just throw the verses up there to the song, I Believe in God the Father. And this song, we've been singing this over the last month, and it's just like, once again, it just demands this response of like, yeah, I believe, you know, it's, at least that's in my life, it's how I want to respond. But um, let's just check it out. You know, as, we, as I sing this and as we have talked about this song, it's, you know, our Father, everlasting, God Almighty. You know, and you can just look at those words and say, oh, that's nice. Those are nice words. But as we connect with God, 
God Almighty. All right? Nothing's too difficult for him. He can control the waves. He can control the storm in my life. And that's how it kind of drops from our heads to our hearts. He's everlasting. Things are going to run. Other things are going to fade away. My job is going to one day run out. Okay? These things are going to get old. But he is everlasting, and I can trust him. And then if you go to the next one, um, Jesus, our Savior. Okay? That's that personal, not Jesus, the Savior, but Jesus, our Savior. So this is something that we've talked about. What do these songs mean to us? And we just wanted to be honest with you and applying them is that make them personal in your life because God can meet you wherever situation, circumstance that you're going through, and that's how we connect with him. And if you go on to the verse, or excuse me, the chorus, I believe in God the Father, I mean, it just, it's one of those things you just want to stand up and go, you know, for me, yeah, I believe when everything else is going on. I know Nick and I talked about this one a little bit. Yeah, we just, you know, it's, it's, such, a, it's such an anthem, you know. You, you, you know, a lot of times, and I feel like this is bad when I say stuff like this, but a lot of times people think of the Bible or God as like this, like fairy tale book or something, you know, and it's like when you sing these words, it's, it's confirmation. You're singing, I believe in God the Father. I believe in yeah. Christ the Son. I don't believe that this is a story that was yeah. told 2,000 years ago or whatever, yeah. you know. I believe it is real, and I believe that it is applicable in my life today. Yeah. And, um, man, that's what this song means to me, you know. Um, you know, the, the big chorus part of it, you know, just I believe, I believe you rose again. Mm. And how powerful is that? You know, I think Justin said before, we, we live for a God that is alive, not, you know, all the other gods of all the other nations and, and tribes or whatever, they're, they're all gone. They're all dead. But ours lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what this song meant to me. And uh, I don't know. I'll let you I wanted, I wanted to share one thing about, and we were talking about this as a, as a group uh, this week. But if, but if you go to the, the, the second verse, and now is when I'm going to start to cry. <laughs> but, but he is... I'm, what am I doing standing up here? <laughs> Getting all excited. <laughs> okay, sit back down. It's passionate. <laughs> he is my judge. The world, they can blog and they can criticize you all you want. And they can go after you and they can talk about you and gossip. But one person is our judge. And that's God the Father. But here's the cool thing. This is what I love about singing and worship. And I Someday I hopefully can write a song like this. But not only is he our judge, and he's the one that will stand before one day and say, you know, you are God, but he's our defender. And that people come against us, and things come against us, and life isn't fair. Yeah, he can say, I'm your judge, and all that matters in your life is how you followed and served and connected with me. But at the same time, he's going to defend us till the very end. And that's what blows me away. So I knew I was going to, I couldn't get past this. I knew this. Because our heart's desire is that when we sing, these things connect. And we connect to him and say, you are my judge. And everybody else can come against me. But it matters what you think. But at the same time, you are a defender. And you are for me, you are not against me. And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. 
And then that's why I sing, I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. So I got passionate. Sorry, David. That's I got good. excited. That's good. So, so here's what we're going to do now. I, I, I'm going to close out in a second with a word of prayer and to share a great resource with you. But before I close out, here's a challenge. You know, Justin just and Nick kind of went through those. Maybe we sing without really thinking about what it is we're singing about. Just as we close out today and sing this song one last time together, let's really think about those words that I believe that he is our judge, but he's our defender. So would you stand with me? We're going to sing this song one last time, and then I'll come back up and close out.